Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we will be studying Duff 25, Kaf Hay, in the third chapter of Masachet Megillah. Three lines from where the lines go wide on the page, in the end of, of that line we find a very famous quote, which is also found in Brachot 33b. Amar Rabbi Hanina, Hakol be'adei shamayim chutz mi'irat shamayim. Sh'ne'ema, v'ata Yisrael ma Adonai Eloheicha sh'o'el me'imach, ki im li'irat Adonai Eloheicha. Rabbi Hanina said, Everything is in the hands of heaven except the fear of heaven. As it says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear? This is actually a pivotal quote in the discussion of the role of free will and is quoted by thinkers through the centuries who engaged in this debate. If we think about the relationship between love and fear, a Gemara in Sota 31 Aleph comes to mind. Let me quote from this Gemara because you don't have it in front of you. It has been taught. Rabbi Meir says, It is declared of Job, of Job, one that feared God, and it is declared of, of Abraham, you fear God. Just as fearing God with Abraham indicates from love, so fearing God with Job indicates from love. For where, however, do we know in regards to Abraham that he was motivated by love? As it is written, The seed of Abraham who loved me. What difference is there between one who acts from love and one who acts from fear? The difference is that indicated in this teaching, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, Greater is he who acts from love than he who acts from fear, because with the latter the merit remains effective for a thousand generations, but with the former it remains effective for two thousand generations. So far the quote from the Sugya in Sota 31 Aleph. Later the sages have tried to explain that even Yirah is of equal value and not inferior to love of God. Generally, two lines of explanation follow. Yirah falls in two categories. One, Yirah is simply a fear of punishment, and another form of Yirah is more like fear of divine glory. You can look this up, for instance, in Chovot Levavot, 10.6, The Duties of the Heart, what was written by Bachir ibn Pakuda in the 11th century. A similar explanation is also brought by Abraham ibn Daud in the 12th century in his work, The Exalted Faith. Now, Maimonides categorized the Rat Shamayim actually as a mitzvah assay, a positive commandment in his Sefer Mitzvot. But he too describes it there as a fear of punishment. But later, in the Mishnah Torah, he describes it as the feeling of insignificance and humility towards God. But he continues in his Hilchot Tshuva in the Mishnah Torah to describe the first form of Yirat Shamaim as fear of punishment, as an inferior form 
for ignorant people, Ameha Aretz, for women and for children. But later in the Moreno Buchim, the Guide uh, of the Perplexed, in uh, the third part, uh, chapter 52, he describes Hirachamayim as the way a perfect human being should act. Let me quote this from uh, the Moreno Buchim. When the perfect bear this in mind, they will be filled with fear of God, humility and piety, with true, not apparent reverence and respect of God, in such a manner that their conduct even when alone with their wives or in the bath, will be as modest as they are in public intercourse with other people. And then he continues a little further on. They will be filled with respect and reverence towards God, bearing in mind who is with them. They will perform their duty. That's the end of the quote. And he also writes in a in his letter to Ovadia the proselyte, one of the Mikhtavim uh, of the Rambam, that the first half of the uh, Rabbi Hanina quote, everything is in the hands of heaven, refers to things in nature, and the second part, except for fear of heaven, actually refers to every aspect of the human existence. So Maimonides extends the concept even further to include all human choice, and not just fear of heaven as being subject of free will. On 25b, we find a short quote from the Mishnah on 25 Aleph. Birkat Kohanim Nakrin Vilometargimin. The priestly blessings are read but not translated. We learned on the previous page that the Minhag used to be to read the Torah text line by line and then to translate each line. So why does it suddenly say here that when we come to the Birkat Kohanim, it shouldn't be translated. The Gemara promptly asks, my Tama, what's the reason? And the answer it gives is because it says, lift up. What does that mean? Lift up, obviously, refers to the Pasuk, Yisa Adonai Panav Elecha. May God lift up his face towards you. The understanding here is that this implies... Uh, Let's say a little bit of God showing favoritism towards Israel, and it would rub people the wrong way if they were actually hearing this. So you may look at Rashi for the for his explanation of this, but uh, this is the Rashi's understanding for the reason of uh, uh, why we do not, or why in the ancient times, Yisa Adonai Panavelecha was not translated, the entire Bekat Kohanim, in order to avoid misunderstandings about the, the reason for God lifting up his face. The Mishnah also says that Ma'ase David ve Amnon lo nikra'in ve lo mitangimin. The episode of David and Amnon we, don't, we do not read or translate. Well, that's interesting, because if you look in the Gemara, you'll see but the Gemara continues with the question, why don't we translate this episode? And not with a far more interesting, why don't we read this? That would have been the first question to ask. If something isn't right here. And yes, already early on, Talmud commentaries insisted that this must be a mistake in the, uh, in the, uh, in the manuscript. And it should indeed read, Nikrain velometagmin. 
So obviously I couldn't resist, and I checked the online database of Talmudic manuscripts, and there I found that in the manuscript in the Göttingen Niedersächsische Staats- und Universitätsbibliothek in the Codex uh, of Manuscripts, Hebraica uh, 3, uh, number 13, it states, Nikrain velo metagemin. We do read, but do not translate. And the same thing you, we also find in the manuscript uh, EBR 134 in the Vatican Bibliotheca Apostolica. The manuscript in the British Library in London, Harley 5508, has the same version as the text in front of us. Lo nikrain velo metagemin. But I think it seems fairly clear from the discussion in the Gemara, or rather the lack of discussion in the Gemara about something so strange as skipping a piece of text in the middle of reading, that the correct version of the manuscript probably indeed read Nikrain velo metagemin as in the, as we have seen, or as I have seen in the manuscript of the Göttingen Library and in the Vatican Library. And at one point, a scribe made an error, and an additional law somehow crept in the text, and then was subsequently copied and copied and copied, and made it to our Vilna edition of the Gemara in front of us. This ends the third chapter of Masechet Megillah. Hadran Aleich HaKoreh Et Megillah Omed. We return to you, the one who reads the Megillah may stand. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.